0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector. As always, I'm your host, Roman Segal, and in today's special episode, we go inside the outsourcing space with a few guests that were present at the Swiss Biotech Day in Basel recently, in fact, yesterday. And so much like I did with DCAT a, a few weeks back, where we did a few small interviews just to get a pulse on the sector, uh, I was kindly invited to attend the uh, Swiss Biotech Day in uh, in Bar- beautiful Basel, um, you know, in in Switzerland. And so uh, I was absolutely delighted to attend the show, uh, listen to some great talks, and meet lots of interesting people. Just first, I suppose, background on this event. I mean, Basel as a region is world-renowned for Big Pharma, obviously with Roche and Novartis both being headquartered there, but there's an incredible ecosystem that sits within Basel and the surrounding areas as well. The information that was provided in advance of the show um, was really interesting where, uh, you know, I understand that the capital investments in Swiss biotech companies has reached three and a half billion dollars, which is absolutely incredible with uh, two and a half of that, more than two and a half of that uh, being uh, kind of played towards R&D. Fantastic kind of growth in the region. Employee numbers are up almost 10% amongst R&D companies uh, in Switzerland. And there's been an increase of public-private partnerships as well. Obviously, the pandemic has impacted the region as well as many others. But certainly, what was really interesting for my first visit to the city was just how vibrant a place it is, a real kind of uh, mix of different parts of the value chain. And so what I what I did is I managed to get a few interviews with some kind of key leaders in the sector, a couple that you might recognize who've been previous guests on Molecule to Market. So you'll hear from Hans Christian Mahler, who is the CEO at 1023 Health. Interestingly enough, uh, following the show, um, I also got a sneak peek of 1023 Health, site that's in development, in the centre of Basel and what a what a wonderful host Hans was and he showed me around with great enthusiasm the site and the development which is uh, very exciting to see. My good friend Stefano Console, who's founder and senior advisor at, at Oriento, who are based in Lugano in the south of Switzerland, he also was kind enough to give his view on what's going on in the sector. Philip Stopp, who is head of business development at uh, the GLAT for the CDMO division. Philip is a very, very well-known individual in the sector and him and I have exchanged messages for many years and we bumped into each other within about a minute of walking into the show and uh, embraced, uh, you know, broke all the COVID rules and just had a hug. So I was delighted to get Philip on here to get his view on what's happening in the sector and some trends And last but certainly not least, a gentleman called Richard Collins, who I, him and I go back many years, but I haven't seen him for a few years. And he is actually the managing director of bio to business which is a a leading event in the bio and CDMO and CRO space. So it's great to get Richard's take on uh, what's happening in the event space, you know, his excitement around Basel and what's on the kind of horizon for his events and things that you guys can look forward to. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I love your feedback. The DCAP Diaries one was really well received. And, you know, hopefully this one kind of uh, is equally received. But let us know if you want us to do something similar at TPHI North America. We really appreciate your feedback. And the most, I suppose the greatest feedback of them all is a five-star rating on the Apple Store or on Spotify or wherever, wherever it is you are hearing this today. Thank you for listening and enjoy today's show. Hey, Richard, about Molecule to Market.
1: Thanks, Roman. Nice to be here. Who are you and what do you do? <laughs> yes. So my name is Richard Collins and I run Bio to Business.
0: Thanks, Richard. And uh, just for our listener, Richard and I go back probably far too many years to remember but we haven't seen each other for a few years but we uh we've caught up at the swiss biotech day um so richard tell our listener a bit about what your event is about um and actually link to that i suppose how have you found today i think you said it was the first event you'd been back to and so how have you found the buzz of today and what does that mean for your event
1: Yeah, so so Bio2Business brings together CROs and CMOs with biotech and pharmaceutical companies to help companies find solutions, to find outsourcing solutions. Um, Yeah, today's been great, just to get back um, out of the home office, reconnecting with people, reconnecting with customers. There's a real good energy about, I think, the community is wanting to meet face to face. So yeah, really happy to be uh, back on the road, meeting people.
0: Hey Hans, welcome back to Molecule to Market. Um, Your second time on the show. For our listeners that don't know who you are, please tell us who you are and and what you do. Thanks
2: Roman, my name is Hans-Christel Mahler. I'm Chief Enablement Officer at 1023 Health and we are a contract
0: development and manufacturing organization for sterile drug products. Thank you. And since we last spoke, Please tell us how everything's going at 10.23, how the development of the business has evolved, where, you, where you're at now versus maybe six months ago when we first, first spoke. Yeah, thanks for the questions. Um, well, frankly,
2: I think a lot of hap- stuff happened. Um, 10.23 has really been quite dynamic and, and agile over the last six months. We've announced an expansion in our newly acquired Swiss facility in Wisp, Switzerland, so we'll be putting an additional clean room, uh, storage space, visual inspection, um, exploring to uh, um, expand into assembly operations for auto injectors, needle safety devices and the like. Uh, we are already preparing um, further potential expansions of our sites as well. And um, other than that, are pretty busy uh, on the operat- operational uh, business on our end. And maybe to mention also, because this is pretty high on our commitments, our um, people and, and And Planet Focus, uh, we've been meanwhile also um, submitting our applications as a B corporation, so that's been pretty energizing and exciting and moving ahead. uh, We filed our first Fair Sustainability Report, uh, so have done quite a bit on our sustainability agenda as well.
0: Good good for you. It's great to see that you guys are, are taking the lead and setting an example. Hey Stefano, welcome back to Molecule the Market, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing well. Hi, Herman. How are you today? (laughs)
0: I'm very well. Uh, It's been a while since we've seen each other in person. So, Stefano, you've been a guest. You were one of our first guests on Molecule to Market, actually, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, For some of our listeners that have not heard of you before, give us an overview of who you are and, and what you do. Yes, thank you. So,
3: again, my name is Stefano Consule. I'm the founder of Oriento. Oriento is a... A service advisory company, and we act uh, in particle engineering and uh, including spray drying, that is a hot technology today. But also we offer CMC advisory and support on drug substance, small molecule, and this is the reason why today we are attending uh, this event. But also I am uh, recently co-founded another company called Modus. Uh, again in uh, Lugano, Switzerland, mm-hmm. and is a company offering uh, support for supply chain management that nowadays is another hot topic, <laughs> especially if you bring your materials out of, uh, from outside to so, Europe.
0: So you are just creating businesses around the problems in the industry? Yeah, the industry has
3: a problem, uh, and but we always have to remember that the, in the pharmaceutical industry, the final user are the uh, patient, so we try to make it simple and more effective, uh, the chain to deliver a solution to
0: the patient. Hey Philippe, welcome to Molecule the Market. Pleasure being here. Please tell our listener who you are and what you do.
4: So my name is Philippe Chop. I'm heading the business development of the CDMO division of Glad Pharmaceutical Services, where we are specialized in um, um, controlled release uh, product, yeah. development and manufacturing.
0: And what exciting is happening at GLAT at the minute? It's been, I'm guessing, a very busy couple of years for you guys during, during the pandemic.
4: Yes, in fact, I was afraid that, that we lose a little bit track, that um, people slow down or projects are slowing down. That was not the case. Um, we're building up our services further and further. So exciting things coming up there as well. Uh, so more to into a full service provider and um, yeah, there's some potential opportunities that may be interesting in the future. <laughs>
0: You're not allowed to say. <laughs> no, not really. Richard, one of your events has been at Basel for, for many years. so what what makes this a special place in all the years that you've been here and obviously coming back today for the for the biotech day which i think has been around for many years but what is it special about this particular part of the world
1: yeah i i think i think basel is is a really special place i've been i've been doing business here for i think 25 years in my previous job i used to come here and i don't think there's anywhere like anywhere quite like it in europe um with the two large pharmaceutical companies here, and a vibrant biotech and investor community. It's a city that's basically built on um, life sciences and, and, and pharma and biotech. So it's key for us, it's key for us to be here. We're, we're delighted to to have our, our European base here in Basel for, for, for the BOSS events.
0: And there seems to be a real good energy about the show. Lots of people, um, how has the show been for you? And do you guys have obviously got a booth here today? Do you think events are back? In-person event? Is this is this the start of good things to come for events here in Europe? Yeah. So
2: first of all, i i I really enjoy the Swiss biotech days. Um I think it's been a a terrific uh, conference and fair. Uh people are really nice. Uh we've had quite some some busts at the at the booth and you know, there's a lot of um, chats, meeting meeting old friends, making new friends. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun, and um, I think this is actually also the first time for me at Swiss Biotech Days, interestingly enough. And I have felt it. Re- I, I felt it was really absolute amazing. Um, this is kind of the third uh, in-person conference that that we're doing with uh, 1023 this year. So we've been in the Netherlands at the PDA conference last week in Berlin. Um, but obviously there's quite um quite a lot of buzz here at, at, in Basel uh, on events being back I, it definitely feels like events are back and people are pretty relaxed and and interactive i don't see a lot of face masks mm-hmm. um, um which puts a little bit uh, you know makes me a little scared as well because um it seems like people all forgot about covid but nonetheless it's exciting um, um while having a little bit of covid anxiety still at least on my on my end
0: stefano there's a real buzz in here this morning when i arrived i couldn't believe how busy it was and is this is this event coming back in europe do you think is this a sign of good things to come
3: yeah mm. and let me say that uh, you know the swiss biotech day is dating uh, many years uh, but uh, this year i think the the people also wanted to meet again uh, and uh, i think was never attended i think today more than 1000 delegates are here and uh, as Orient we are a uh, member of Swiss Biotech Association, so I think also it is a duty to attend to exchange ideas with uh, peers and colleagues. So uh, I am getting a very positive uh, atmosphere, and people is really willing to share ideas and to talk about solutions.
0: Philippe, how has the show been today for you? It's been we're well, right at the end of the day actually, and. Uh... I did see Philip right at the start of the day, and I managed to grab him just before the end. There's it's been a real vibe, a good atmosphere here today, so I'm interested to get your view and how's it been, and do you think events are back for good?
4: Uh, I mean, it was incredible. My last event was uh, last year at CPHI in Milan. Here, a much smaller event, but very focused. I see a lot of people interacting. I see this urge to talk, to meet, to, to greet, so everybody, I think, Communication has gone up dramatically yep. if I compare it to other events. Coming back to your question um, about our events back, I certainly believe so at this very moment. We will have to see what brings um, the summer and autumn's winter, but for sure people want to meet. Yeah. I that's agree. that's that's for sure. I, I believe it's gonna be a mix of digital and live face to face. So Let's see what comes up.
0: Richard, there's a real buzz about everything today. Obviously, your event, your first event in Basel is coming up in June. Are we now seeing events really return with force in, in Europe for the for the life science industry?
1: I think so. I think so. Uh, you know, our customers have been crying out for face to face events. Um, virtual has been a, a solution, but it, it's not the, the preferred solution for, for many of our, our clients who want to meet people i think the key thing really is is that trust element so to be able to meet someone in person you can look at them in the eye and you can establish a relationship and build that that level of of trust upon which business relationships can can then be developed mm-hmm. so that i think that's the key thing virtual events are useful there's no they have their place but nothing can replace you know, face to face events. So after a couple of years of not being able to host them, we can't wait to um, to host our event in in five weeks time. Excellent. So tell us about your upcoming events So you've got one soon in
0: Basel and then you've got one later on in the year for our listener. What are they like and what can they expect from them? So
1: biotech outsourcing strategies, Basel takes place on the 8th and 9th of June. Uh, The focus is uh, contract manufacturing outsourcing. So we're bringing together uh, parties to um, discuss outsourcing requirements and business solutions and then later on in the year um on the 16th and 17th of november we've got biotech outsourcing strategies manchester this the format will be exactly the same just a different location bringing different parties together and uh, helping the industry reconnect
0: and anything interesting that you've learned at the show or any interesting people that you've met and um, something that's taken you by surprise um
2: I wouldn't say there's, there's any surprises specifically. I must admit I have not had the pleasure to attend a lot of sessions because I was uh, you know caught in conversations and chats most of the time. But nonetheless, so I wouldn't say there's, there's anything surprising. It was good to see a lot of uh, you know players on the field, both on the you know biotech and pharmaceutical companies. Uh, obviously, we see uh, a lot of friends and acquaintance on the CDMO side. Um, so not really any specific news that I would, sure. I would say is on the horizon other than basically, you know, um, the pleasure of reconnection,
0: being together again, which is exactly. he said, Philippe. in terms of, I suppose, what you've learned or any interesting conversations or anything that you're taking away from you from today's event. Is there anything that comes to mind?
4: I think I was in, a, in one of the presentations or one of the panels talking about the COVID collaboration between um, molecular partners Novartis and the BAG mm-hmm. that's the Swiss Swiss authority um, which showed the potential how to achieve goals when you work together really yeah let's see if it's only an effect of the pandemic or if it's really a new start that that we can really work more collaboratively which has not been the case in the pharma industry as i know it i know it from um, automotive industry sure so nobody there is developing in his own little cabin their stuff and then doesn't share it to anybody uh, i think it would be a good start that we continue to do
0: these collaborations okay for the sake of the patient Stefano, appreciate it's very early in the day it's uh 10, 10 o'clock in the morning so this is a difficult question but is there anything that you've heard or seen or come across this morning that you found quite interesting it could have been one of the exhibitors it could have been something that you've heard on a talk
3: yeah there are one of the topic also that uh, I got a confirmation here but this is a topic that uh, we are seeing since many months now is the need of uh, regulatory uh, support and uh, often and here there are a lot of startups that are at the beginning of their journey uh, people is reluctant maybe to sit down with a consultant expert or regulator to define the regulatory strategy for the products. But uh, more and more talking with people that are involved in the troubleshooting part, as we are, we understand that, that uh, there should be more attention to start with the regulatory strategy even before uh, doing experiments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Experiment means to make uh, something that something uh, some production that are devoted for the human use. And uh, this is something that I got uh, confirmed from many people. The other topic, uh, and uh, also this is a good confirmation for us, is the, uh, I would say, quite relevant logistic issues in the supply chains, especially with the uh, disruption of chain due to the pandemic from one side and also some, uh, you know, uh, trouble we have in the the European
0: continent nowadays. (laughs) I was gonna. My final question for you, Stefano, was gonna be about trends and any big trends that you see happening at the minute. It might be the one that you've just mentioned there, which is just, I suppose, uh, supply chain challenges and supply chain security. How is that? Assuming that's the trend you wanted to talk about, is has that changed post COVID? Obviously, we had the challenges, and in fact, when you and I first spoke, it was right at the start, you were living in in, in, near Northern Italy and right in the midst of the pandemic early on, you know, a year and a half, two years on, what are the challenges that we're seeing in the supply chain? Uh,
3: The the supply chain, I think today is the most critical availability of material also, packaging material. And uh, we have, uh, from our point of view, we have clients and prospects that are asking us to qualify alternative sources in order to de risk, uh, the supply chain until uh, in 2019 uh, we had some conversation with some clients and we were proposing supply chain risk analysis and they were telling us yeah well yes something we're, we should do but it's not very relevant now when we go to the same clients and we uh, propose this supply chain risk analysis the clients say yes we have to do it
0: so okay. something changed yes <laughs> stefano thank you very much thank you thank you Roman. richard from a trends perspective what are you seeing from you know, in terms of what are the biotech, uh, you know, clients of yours that are coming to the events or that are planning a couple of events? What type of information are they after? You know, what
1: types of things are you going to be covering that will be of, of value to to those buyers? I think um, people are very interested to um, look ahead to 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 the world kind of post COVID or at least managing the, the COVID situation going forward. And obviously, there's a lot of different factors currently impacting on the global business community, such as you know increasing, uh, raising uh, inflation, mm-hmm. situation in, in the Ukraine. So all these are having a big, you know, knock-on effect in terms of how people, how how uh, it is affecting supply chains. Yeah. So that's something that we're going to be addressing. We've got a panel session that will wrap up the event on the 9th. and you know these are some of the themes that we're going to be looking at. Excellent. I look forward to being there, Richard,
0: and enjoying that panel with you. Great. Thanks, Raman. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Thank you. And final question. Any, any big trends that you see on the horizon that our listeners should be aware of? You know, goes without saying, but the sustainability piece that you mentioned before could be an interesting area. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I do think it's, uh, it's an interesting differentiator for, for you guys. But anything else in terms of, you know, what you're seeing from biotech and pharma companies, any shifts in the market?
2: yeah i mean last time on the show we already talked a little bit about about trends i haven't seen an awful lot about devices now at this uh, this show but it also i mean it's kind of natural because there's more focused uh, drug delivery and device conferences uh, in the market i would still think that device and delivery is one of the trends to go forward uh, and to, to to look for um, i think sustainability hopefully will get higher on the radar screen i haven't seen a l- whole lot of conversation at the at the Swiss Biotech Days, although there was a panel discussion about it, um, and what I was maybe also intrigued because I was part of a talent acquisition panel discussion, um, and that, that was an interesting one because apparently there's so many companies uh, in the area and the field, and as well as global, and in typically global hubs like if you look at Boston, San Francisco, and I think it's it's probably a similar trend now on the on the Swiss side here. Um, where um, people are, um, are like companies are getting nervous about hiring talent mm-hmm. and that's where I think it will be even more important to be very clear about your purpose and mission as a, as a company in order to have a very clear you know, um, profile in the market also for any candidates and, um, and you know, talents out there to be actually looking at a company to align whether these are the companies that you want to work with.
1: Hans, thank you
0: very much. Thanks, Roman. Talk soon. Philippe final question trends what's happening what should our listeners be aware of in terms of what you see on the horizon or what's happening now
4: Ooh, tricky question.
0: tricky <laughs> question
4: but um, let's say today we talk about um, bi- biotech biologics I think there is more and more biologics coming to oral solid dosage forms which again is my field or more of my field um, orals um, we saw over the, the COVID pandemic now, um, vaccines being developed with new excipients, novel excipients. So there will be much more pressure or expectations on functionalities in that field. So it's going to be challenging times to do new drug products.
1: Mm.
0: I'm going to do a, 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 seg- a sub question for that one because you answered it so well. So, you know, one of, the, one of the responses we get often for those types of questions is, it's all about cell and gene therapy. It's all about complex biologics. But you, you know, oral solid, small molecule still has a big place to play. play.
4: Absolutely. We, well, we have to understand we're all human beings. So nobody likes to get a peak. Yeah. So we're still aiming to get things possible, if possible, into oral solids. So because it's easier to swallow than to get to get the, an injection, yeah. of course. Stability, um, transportation, um, volumes is simply something different. So uh, wherever there is a possibility, and although I hear since about 10 years, 15 years, oh, it's the biologics, it's it's everything else than solid dosage forms. I'm at solid dosage forms, and it's still 70% of the market as far as I know. So yeah. you see, there is for me, there is the place in the market.
0: Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Philip, thank you very much. Thank you. Hi again. Thanks so much for tuning in to Molecule to Market. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can find more shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you'd like to listen. Get in touch with us on our website, MoleculeToMarketPod.com, and follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter, and we will see you again next week.
4: You're listening to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector the podcast for professionals working in the pharma and biotech contract services space. Molecule to Market is sponsored and funded by Remarketing, an international content, digital and design agency that helps companies get noticed, raise profile and generate
3: leads in life sciences.